Hello and welcome to This Is Not A Podcast uh, and I'm ZZ Adams. And I'm also ZZ Adams. And I'm not ZZ Adams. I'm Rowena. Hi. That's right, <laughs> Rowena's with us again. Um, and, you know, we're, we're just going to have a, a, a casual chat about things. But, um, but, but who are you? But who are you first? Because <laughs> I want to know who I'm talking to. I'm ZZ Adams. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm also ZZ Adams. <laughs> Actually, f- funnily... F- this is Andrew. <laughs> f- funnily, our, our, uh, our friend Conrad asked me today, how, had we worked out what the, the Z's stand for? Uh, and I said, I said Zany Zebra, which I quite like. Zany Zebra Adams. Zigzag. Well, it could I, be- I thought it stood for sleeping. Well, that's good. That would be ZZZ Adams, our new, our, our, new, our new range of sleepy books, books you can never finish because you just fall asleep reading them. That works for me. Um, but I, I could we, write I those. I said we could be Zandrew and Zamian. <laughs> um, but I quite like Zany Zebra, so, you know, there we are. Uh, yeah, we're not going with that. <laughs> well, uh, for those of you who are still with us, um, thank you for for listening, and uh, yeah, we're just gonna have a chat about what's been going on and all that kind of good stuff. Unedited, right? We're not editing. We don't edit. These are we not podcasts. They're just we edit books. our books. We do edit our books, but we don't edit this podcast because it is not a podcast. No, it's not. A podcast. That could be a mistake. It could be a mistake. I, I, it's already a mistake. I think we lost both our listeners. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Come back. <For> sure. <laughs> well, we, we, we just put out, um, a couple of weeks ago, we put out Wunderkind, uh, a prequel to the Zero Point Awakening series. And, you know, that's what we're most excited about at the moment because we've been, we've been doing quite well with um, people picking up on it. Um, so so we're really we're really happy, and I think we're going to talk about that for a bit. Yeah, it it's been a really really fun project, and it has outdone even my wildest expectations. Mm, mine too. Yeah. No, don't say that. I think it's really good. You should have better expectations. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we need an attitude adjustment, Jay. That's what we need—an attitude adjustment. Uh, yeah, I think I'm a bit of a pessimist. <laughs> you know, you know the the classic the classic um, joke the the pessimist says uh, things can't possibly get any worse, and the optimist says, "Oh yes, they can." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think as a new as a new author, you you're sort of screaming into the void a bit, and there's so many books. Um, even in even in our genre, right? And you so you you put everything into these books, and then heart on your sleeve, you put it out there. It goes on to in this case, we put them up on on Amazon, and then you just kind of wait and see what happens. Uh, and and most of the time, nothing really happens, um, because it just takes a long time to build up, you know, for people to know who you are and to be interested and and find your find your books um 
True. So when I, something I, like Wonderkin happens, it's just amazing. Well, I think I think there's another element to it as well. Is that you know, no, no matter what we've done in the past, this time we're we're doing a certain amount of marketing and advertising to try and try and get people to see mm. who we are. So that's that's also paying off. But I think there's another thing, and I was thinking about this today, is you know, for years I've gone down the the traditional author route, trying to get an agent, trying to get a a publishing deal through an agent and and whatnot. And that's been, you know, like that's been a never-ending torment, really, to be honest with you. Because it's always been as close as I've got, and I've got close. Um, You know, it's just a nightmare. It's a nightmare situation. And there's something about this, which is it's the same thing, but we're sort of taking our taking our lives in our own hands with it. We're not relying on anyone else to do anything we need. Um mm. and that's that's good, but it's also, you know, a giant step into the unknown. So I I don't think I'm pessimistic. I think I'm just um I don't know, looking looking forward at a blank. I don't really know what, what I'm looking forward at. An unknown future. An unknown future, yeah, and you know, hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully, we'll get loads and loads of people to read our books, which would be amazing. Cause... A man on a journey beyond sight and sound. Because they're great. <laughs> if yeah. I say so myself. I, I think this is the new form of publishing, because the the old form of publishing isn't really satisfying a lot of readers or a lot of writers at the moment, and. Um, your form of publishing, I think, makes books much more accessible to people. So then they're going to want to do that as opposed to having to, you know, traipse off to a bookstore. Mind you, I love bookstores, so I don't want to run them down at all. But I I think this form of publishing will become just as good as, as traditional publishing. I think it's going to sit very nicely side by side. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I also love bookshops. I love especially small independent ones. Oh, yeah, um, they're great, aren't they? They are really good. Um, I like all kinds of bookshops. Mm, actually, I like the big ones too. It's yeah, really only the smell of them that I like. And oh, they look paper. Good. Oh, that yeah. paper smell. Isn't mm. it great? I love yeah. that. And love also, that. it's really, it's, yeah, anyway, yes, it's nice to actually hold a book as well. Um, I mean, it's good to read it on the screen and it's really convenient, but it's nice to be able to actually hold it and turn That's the why pages. That's we're doing paperbacks. Yes, yes. So, mm. yes, print is still really important, I think. <clears throat> well, most, so most I, of the books sold are still print. They're not, they're not e-books. I, but e-books will, will become big. But anyway, yeah. going back to your book, I, I want to know how many books you've actually um put out there you know how many books you intend putting out there and and um basically i'm really confused <laughs> so, <laughs> because you've written so many and you've got and they all look really good and i'm enjoying them but i i i want to know the order of them and what's next in terms of being able to buy one okay well i'll, I'll start until i get confused and then uh, Andrew can take over. Um, the whole series starts with Fire and Sand. Now that's mm-hmm. a, a free, it's a longish short story. 
And that's mm-hmm. available to anyone who signs up to our newsletter. Um, they'll sign up to the newsletter. They'll get whatever they sign up for, basically. And then there'll, there'll be a, an email about us. And then there'll be an email with access to our virtual library, which is growing. Um, then the next one in, in <coughs> line is Siege. Um, and that's, again, it's free. And you can download that. Uh, if you sign up to our newsletter. The next one after that is Wunderkind, and that is free as well, but that's that's broadly free on any reputable uh, ebook site. So we've got it on Amazon, obviously, Barnes & Noble, um, Apple, uh, basically, you know, anywhere you can get a book. Kobo. Kobo, yeah, there's one, there's one I can't remember. It's a name of two people. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I'd never heard of it before. Um, so there we go. So yep. so that then you get into the main the main part of the series, um, which is Splice, which is out on Amazon. Uh, then it's Shadow War, which is also now out on Amazon. Um, and the next one after that is Ascension, which will be coming out in I don't know, April, May, June, uh, early June, the first Thursday of June. Then two months after that, it will be May Day. So that's June, July, August. October will be Counterpunch, I believe. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Uh, and then December will be the next one that I can't remember what it's called. Can't remember what it's called. All right. Is that the title? <laughs> yeah. This we're going with longer titles, more esoteric. I think mm-hmm. it'll work. You know, like Cut. instead of cover art, it'll just be <laughs> alphabet. Lots and, and lots of alphabet. Oh, and the called, other good it's called be- that's sorry, it's called Beachhead. Oh. Beachhead. <laughs> that's right. It is. Um, yeah. and we, we haven't written that one yet. That's our next job to write. Uh, and then it will be in, in February next incursion. year, incursion. And finally, there will be in April next year, tyranny, which is the last book of the series. Though there will be a spin-off book called Super Tokyo, Super Fun Tokyo Zombie Party. Sorry, <laughs> Super Time Tokyo Zombie Party. Which Super will- Time Tokyo Zombie Party. There we go. Yes, um, <laughs> and that will be that will be out uh, probably next after tyranny. So where we're where we're at at the moment is we've written the first five. Uh, we've put out the first the first two of those, and three of them are at various stages of editing, and we've got three more to write. So it's Sounds all good. good. Yeah. <clears throat> So are <clears throat> excuse me are all the characters um, in all of them? No, no. So um, with the prequels, you've got Fire and Sand, which is really a, about Arthur's backstory. But but Gunther is uh-huh. Gunther is in there as well, so it's, it's also about his backstory. Uh-huh. Then Siege is Millicent's backstory. But Gunther mm-hmm. also makes an appearance. Actually, Gunther is the only character who makes an appearance in every novel, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. 
And yet he's the one that gets so badly beaten up all the time. <laughs> we we treated him very badly in, in Wunderkind. Um, well, we did. certainly did. You certainly did. Poor Gunther. Yeah, um, it was good. It was good. He yeah. deserves it. Let, let's face it, he deserves it. He deserves what he gets. Oh, no. no he's he the only one without superpowers. Everybody else has a superpower. This is this is true. Everybody else does have a superpower. I, I guess mm. that his superpower <laughs> is being the one who who seemingly knows everything, or knows more. Or than healing, or knows more than is good for him. He's an organizer. He is. Mm -hmm. You know, he he kind of chose to be where he is. So he's he's surrounded by people with lots of abilities and and uh, you know. That that has that has some consequences for him. I don't really respect his frailty and fragility. You know, he's. I mean, he has to heal really fast. Given what happens to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a you know he's a he's a he's a hard man is what he is. That's that's that's, that's what he is. Um, that's his superpower: being a hard man. He's a hard man. Right. right. Um, so, so yeah, he, so, so where did we get to? Um, oh yeah. I have so, no idea. So see, we got, got to see. So Wunderkind, <laughs> um, actually gives Gunther a significant backstory. Um, but we, we can come back and talk about that in a second. Also how it gives, it gives him a big, big, you know, plot, bit of plot to, to play with. And centrally it's Elliot's backstory. So then, Splice, um, Hal appears in the prologue for Splice. Mm. And then it's a story about Arthur and Elliot the whole way through, same with Shadow War. Mm. Then two But Gunther does appear in that, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yes, he, does he, yeah. has the, he has a significant part in Splice. He does. He, he's, got, he's got a significant part through the whole, whole series. He, it, it's interesting because um, when a Andrew was talking about him and wanted to start writing him he he, he was saying that he was going to kill, kill Gunther off and Ooh. yeah no he didn't and what I think is really amazing is that is that, that Gunther now is the only character who appears in every book so he, right. does, he does have this sort of behind the scenes central role mm. Mm. sorry I'm, mm. I, re I realise I'm, I'm, I'm talking over you Andrew and I'm not letting you speak but I'll, I'll just try no, I'm, I'm, just not trying. Saying, I'm not saying anything I'll just try and get through that. So basically, when when we get to, um, when we get to, ascension, uh, ascension, that's when if basically every everybody, with some exceptions, but we won't go into it as it would be spoilers. Um, mm. Everybody is in every book pretty much from that. Right. So yeah. We've so got a cast of main characters. Sorry, Rowena, that that we yes. have about we have seven main characters. Right. And the ones we've been talking about so far have been Hal, Elliot, Arthur, Gunther, and Millicent. So we've talked about five of them. And there are two other characters that I won't mention because spoilers that that also have a significant role to play in the story. So yeah. if you wanted to, if you were new to this, like, you know, you're listening to this not podcast and suddenly thought, I really want to read this, which is the best book to start with? 
Well, I, I would say the best book to start with would be Splice, to be honest. I mean, if you wanted to get right into it right away. But if if you wanted to, you know, read read the entire thing as we've, as a whole, as it's constructed, then I, I would read, I would read the um, prequels first. I'd sign up to our newsletter. Newsletter. com, And download all the freebies and start with those but if and you, read them in the right order yeah. which is fire and siege and then wonderkind and yeah. you can't get wonderkind by signing up to us we're not well no you can no you can't um no you can't but we we are we will be directing people to it you can you can get wonderkind by just searching it on amazon yeah you can get it everywhere and you can get that for free and that would also be a decent starting point if you were trying to see what the writing style is like and if the characters and, you know, if you want to spend your time with us, that, that's probably a good book to try. Well, that's what I was thinking because it does give you an introduction to all the characters and really shows you who they are. And I think it, it I, I, I liked that prequel. I mean, I read Splice first, but I think I would have been happier reading the prequel first because that that gave me the background to what everybody all the motivations of everybody i think yeah i'm glad i'm, I'm glad you i'm glad you feel that way that's certainly what we wanted um mm, mm. that makes sense yeah mm, mm, mm. i mean i think the world for you um is so incredibly detailed and complete that you know everything and you know how it all fits together but if you're just sort of entering it it's it's big and and um you know there are so many options of going off in different directions and following different characters and and looking at different even different worlds like you know we have we have the university world and then we have we have that strange world whose name i've forgotten in the prequel with <laughs> with you know um so That's okay. I've it, forgotten it too. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Um, <laughs> you notice I'm not saying anything because <laughs> <laughs> has also forgotten. Yeah. And I, I assume that world won't become a part of the ongoing series, but it's really interesting. It may. It may. Oh. It may. Oh, okay. It may. All right. Okay. Spoiler. Right? May. Okay. All right. Cool. Good. It wasn't a very pleasant not. place to be. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's even worse at the end of the book than when it started. <laughs> oh, well, I, I think that's a part of the fact that we, you know, we pants this whole thing um, mm. to the point where I, I think, I think, you know, I know Andrew says we plan sometimes, but it's very loose, loose planning. Um, and we only really plan <laughs> before we get to the book we're writing. So we, we don't entirely know. We've, we've got an idea of what has to happen in the last book, for example, when everything's pointing to something specific happening. But until we get there, we, we won't know exactly how that plays out or what happens. Um, and that makes it a lot of fun for us because we're writing into the dark somewhat. And, you know, we're, discover we're discovering the story as the reader will when they read it. So do you plan on using particular characters or do they just turn up? Well, yeah, I mean, 
characters can turn up. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure Andrew really envisaged Gunther before he got there. You know, when we wrote the first book, Splice. I was right, totally right. I, I had no idea what was going on. And then we'd have a chat and say, oh, this would be cool, that would be cool. This could be happening in the world, that could be happening in the world. And so we started to build an idea of what the world was like as we were writing and talking to one another. Um, but yeah, I could, I, I could literally get to a point where I, I bring in a new character and I just do it. And I, and I say to Andrew, I've bought a new character. <laughs> and then we've just got to deal with it. Um, but, but one of the one of the really nice things is um, it's like the planet. Um, here, here we go. I'll give you a bit of a spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler. So the the the, the strange barren planet that they were on in um, Bundekind. Now I just wrote the prologue for book six, and it makes another appearance. And that's one of the huh. things, that's one of the things we like to do is we. We've, we've we've been pretty good. I, th I think we might have might need to go through this again before we, we start book six. But um, we've been pretty good at keeping a file of all of these little things that we've just added. I call them signposts, and they're generally little insignificant things that you wouldn't think about. Um, just something that comes up in the in the the text that you put in and throw away. Uh, an example of that lot I give is if you know someone refers refers to a town and they've got a relative living there and they remember being there when they were younger and it's like you, you just totally forget about that you just write it because you're writing it to, to add texture and backstory and stuff but then if you look at that and you say oh well you know what if this relative in the other town suddenly becomes useful and so what you essentially build when writing is a whole raft of things that you can bring back in some of them you know can solve problems some of them can just be interesting whatever it is and we're carrying that through all eight books of the main series and obviously the other books we've written so yeah it's great it 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 seems to build in i don't even know what the word is um but some kind of some kind of solidity i suppose um and, and it's interesting so yeah we don't really we don't, we don't really make huge decisions before we get to the book before like the book we're about to write is going to have a huge thing happen in it and we know that's coming when we know exactly where that's got to happen hmm. Um, hmm. but you you would know you would know who's going to drive the story though like you would know um who the narrative involves right for example you know is it millicent or is it you know Arthur oh, or yeah. is it Hal? Yeah. you know you would know that we, we we pre-plan all of that, so we know right. we know exactly. Maybe not one hundred percent the order, but but mm. we know we generally try to pick an order of the our our point of view characters. So whoever's right. in them, and we have multiple point of view characters in every book. Right. So right. We 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 figure it out. So we normally have them on a rotation. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. tell me, what I want to know is. Who is your favourite character? I'll let Andrew go first. <laughs> <laughs> to give me time to think. My favourite character is a character that no one's heard of yet called Nell. And she comes in book 
three, <clears throat> Ascension. Uh, and and so far, she's my favorite character. Mm. Um, and I I can't really say why, <laughs> because it would be giving away a lot of spoilers. But <laughs> yes, but she's one that no one's met. In terms of characters that people would may have read, say in Wonderkind or Splice mm. or one of the mm. prequels. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's tough. I kind of like Gunther. So why do you like Nell in particular? <laughs> I can't answer that question. Oh, I think okay. Without, without giving away. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can answer that question. I, no, like, no. I, like, I like Nell too very much. She's uh, She's brilliant. Okay. So she's why, why she's a very like she's very quirky and um she's a very strong personality and she's fine and she's also she's very young but also but but sounds very old in terms of her uh, her wit oh. yeah so why do you like Gunther why do I like Gunther well mainly because he's a survivor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> every every time I write a Gunther chapter, I'm thinking of ways to knock him off. Um, <laughs> so it's a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge, and he always evades every single time. He's like a cockroach. No, he's not. No, he's good. No, he's not. What I like, like no, really, what I like about him is he's um, he's really developed, and I feel like he has a lot of depth. Mm. Um, he's very real to me. And, and um, I can I can imagine him existing, um, you know, like Arthur is the character that I initially wrote for Splice, mm. um, and I I I I want him to be multidimensional as well, but he's still a bit I don't know what the right way to put it. In my head, he's still. I'm driving him, <clears throat> but Gunther, Gunther drives me oh, the okay. other way around. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's a little bit different. And Nell is a bit like that too. Mm -hmm. So when people talk about their characters kind of getting out of control and doing whatever, that's what happens with Gunther and Nell. It doesn't happen with Arthur. Oh. So maybe I have a problem with him. <laughs> I don't well, know. <laughs> maybe, it's his, maybe it's his shell. He retreats into it. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. I don't know. He's Donatello. But, uh, but Gunther, particularly after writing Wonderkin, it's given him so much of a, of a real dimension to me. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to writing more chapters with him in it. Mm, oh, good. What about, what about Jay? What do you like? Well, um, I... I... Yeah, I the, the three main characters I created, I I like all of them. I, I mean, I I guess it, it's interesting. I guess Elliot obviously would be my favourite, um, mm. and I I I like him because he, he's he's driven, even though he doesn't really know it. Um, he's driven by this extreme sense of justice. That's what, that's what drives him. Uh, mm. He's not really aware of it, to be honest with you. Um, and 
because he's he's basically just a sixteen year old um adolescent who's trying to find his way in the world. Uh and he, he messes everything up. I mean that's the other thing about him that I think it's really funny. Um you know, everybody has their fair share of foul ups, but Elliot's tend to <laughs> end up with really bad things happening to lots of people. And uh yeah, I like I just like him. I think he's a great character. Um and things change for him somewhat in the third book. Um and he, he, he kind of start he starts shifting um and starts realizing that he's got to start really taking some accountability for his actions. And even though he is only sixteen, he needs to grow up a bit. So that's good. But I love Millicent too. <laughs> I really do. Um she's she's great. She's she's my kind of character. She's very no nonsense. She's quite um you know, she's a realist. She she doesn't have time for airy fairy sensibilities. She just sees what's got to happen and then makes it happen. Um and she's also a psychopath, which I think is quite cool. <laughs> but yes. but she's that helps. That helps. definitely helps. But, but she's she's in touch with her own psychopathy, which I think is also interesting. <laughs> it's not like she's a mad psychopath. She understands and realizes exactly who she is. But the the character I've been growing to love a lot more is Hal. Um, since since I've only I've only written uh, something like five prologues for Hal. And then obviously in Wunderkind, he got to be a point of view character. And I think as I was writing him, I, I started liking him more and more. So I really haven't answered your question, but because I like all of them. And, and, and you know, the, the, the characters that um, Andrew's written, I love Nell. Nell's just brilliant. Every time I see Andrew's writing on Nell, I know I'm guaranteed like three or four laughs in a scene. Um, because she's just she's she's great. She's absolutely awesome, um, and she's she's very she's kind of very based on the self, which which is understandable when you when you find out exactly who she is. Um, but but it, it works really well. Um, Arthur's great. I I think Arthur is. I'm trying to give a good example of of, of a, a, a comparison of who I think Arthur is. Um, he, he he's someone he's someone who's older. He's not old old. And what age would you say he is, Andrew? Late late forties. Okay, so he's he is fairly old. Um, maybe, maybe early maybe early forties. Yeah, he's not he's, late forties. No. Maybe he's he's somewhere between thirty seven and forty something. I reckon. Maybe he's around forty two. Yeah, that's where I placed yeah, him. That's where I yeah. put him too. So, so yeah. he, he's. I'm trying to remember the um, what's the name of the name of the film where where the guy basically just quits his life and goes off to to try and to try and find his happiness. Don't I think you? that's all of them, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there's a specific, there's one I'm there's one I'm thinking of. Um, oh, Minions. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll Dead try, calm. I'll I'll try and I'll I'll try from I'll try and remember it, but um, but he's he's that's what he is. Independence he, he, Day. He's 
<laughs> he's, you know, in this stage of his life where everything should be settled. But it's really not for him. He he's he's torn between you know family and trying to get his career, his celebrity career on the go, and he's just been left nowhere. Um, which I'm guessing why Andrew might find him, you know, he needs to be pushed because he does need to be pushed. Um, yeah, he does. He does need a push. He does need a push. But I think that's part of part of his journey is figuring out what's important. That really is that is his journey. Yeah, yeah. that's the other thing I, I'll say is that you know one of one of the things that really pushes everything forward and why I don't think we have made, honestly many problems when we're talking about what's got to happen in the books is that all of these characters have developed very strong arcs and we we know what they are. You know, we really identify with these characters and we just go, "Yep, yeah, that's who they are. That's what they are. That's what they need. That's their, that's their inner, inner journey." That honestly, we we can talk about their inner journey and, and the plot starts to form. Um, so yeah, I, that, that's that's really good, and that's for every one of the characters. They've all they've all got an inner journey that they've got to make, and it's got to finish by book eight, tyranny. So, and is is the um, it, are they like there's this bad bad organization? Do they all have the same um, challenge? Is is the ultimate aim for all of them to do something about this or with this bad organization? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Helenex is is the enemy that dominates the series. Um, you don't have a double a double plot going on there. Well, we 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 do, I guess. I mean, mm. I would say more than more than two. There's a you know, it's we, mm, we have an onion. Yes. We have an onion plot. So what <laughs> okay. you think may be the problem may not really be the problem. Oh, that, okay. is, that is okay. also true. Yeah, um, and so that, all of that, you know, all of that changes. I mean, all all of the characters are, I think, just uh, are against against Hellenex. I think so. Anyway. Um, and that you know that's what starts the story. If you read Splice, you'll know that already. But I won't spoil it in case you you haven't. Um, so yeah, that 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 dominates the series. But there you are should other... read Splice. You should, you should, you should read, read Splice right now. You should read it. <laughs> yes, you should actually read it. Yes. <laughs> and it's good. Good. There are other organisations as well. The Children of Gaia that which you meet in you meet in Splice. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're mentioned in Wunderkind, if I remember right. I love mm -hmm. them. They're great. <laughs> uh, and the uh, the blood of Breogan, who are mentioned in either Splice or Shadow War, but but they they come into uh, their own in Ascension. So there's there's multiple organisations who who are around and you know have have some. Badness, badness, and some some yes. motiv motivation to to do what they want. Right, right. And now comes the really critical question: Why is he called Hallelujah? Oh well, um, actually, I remember telling you this years, like years. It seems like years ago. I don't know if I've known oh, you. Did I yet. forget? I'm sorry. No, no, no. It was it was a long it was a long no, conversation. None of us listens to him. It's like he like talks and just <laughs> words happen. Well, just let them wash off you. That's what I do. 
<laughs> Thank you, mate. That's really nice. That's really charming. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, it was. It was from Scrivener. It was from the Scrivener name generator. I was just randomly. <laughs> I was randomly generating names, and Hallelujah Jones came up. And I thought, well, do you know what? One day I'm going to use that in a novel. That's such a good name. It's a wonderful name. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, does it sound too much like Indiana Jones? And mm, I thought, like, yeah, mm. I suppose so. But you know, there's lots of people with surnames who are Jones, so you know, why mm, not? Mm, mm. Yeah, Hal Jones, Hallelujah Jones. So, so he doesn't he doesn't come from a, a particularly strong religious community. Well, yeah, he does. I mean, he's um, he's from 1950s London, um, mm. from and he's he's establishment. And he's, mm. you know, he's gone through the Second World War. Um, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, in the Navy, then as uh, a member of the, the early SBS, I can't remember what they were quite called, but yeah, the, them, and then recruited to MI6. So, yeah, it would be very, it would be very religious, I would think. Mm. Mm. But you haven't exploited that yet. No, well, it's that Christian, it's that, um, you know, English Christian religion, Anglicism. Um, right. Based on the morality of Henry VIII. So, uh, mm. yeah. Oh, that's a worry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if everybody knows, knows uh, that story, but, you know, um, yeah. It's... Uh, it's 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 very different. The religion here, I think, is is very different from other places in the world. There's kind of a reserved nature here about it. You know, it's something mm. that people don't really talk about very much. It's like you, know, you just are where you are. Mm, mm, mm. So, what comes next then? Like, what are you up to next? <laughs> what are we up to next? <clears throat> okay, so we're working really, really hard on finishing. Book three, so we can get out soon. And uh, we've written it, and we've written Mayday, which is book four, and we've written Counterpunch, which is book five. And I guess we've started book six um, because the prologue's written of that. Mm. That's all we've done. So our next steps, once we've, we'll, we'll be putting out books three, four, and five. Um, and we'll be writing books six, seven, and eight. That's what we're doing next. Sounds good. And in the midst of that, we'll be putting out some short, short stories and things as well. Oh, excellent. And then after that, we've, we've got a plan for a, a new, a new novel series, uh, three books, and it will be set during the first world war. And com- oh. and combines, um, kind of steampunk, gaslight, diesel punk, um, and portal fantasy. So, yeah, I, I think okay. I think we've said it's like a it's it's going to be like a cross between. So it's going to be the same as these books. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 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 terms of loads of different fantasy tropes, then yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. And I've actually, I, I, I've actually written the prologue of that and the first chapter. Oh, okay. Because hmm. I think one of the charms of 
of this series that you're writing is uh, all of the different tropes and and forms you're bringing to it. So it's not just action-adventure, it's also action-adventure, speculative fiction, um, funny, you know, there are a whole lot of there are a whole lot of elements. So you're not just settled in one genre, although I guess it's called action adventure, but it's also like first contact and I mean it's everything really, isn't it? You haven't had romance yet though. You haven't got romance in there. Uh, well, I mean we've got um it, it's also oh, a, it's you do, all... don't you? You do because you've got uh Gunther's is it Steve? Stephen, that's right. Yeah. Even yes, yes, yes. Mm. And for, you know, for Elliot, it's actually a coming of age story. That's the other thing. Oh, um, yeah, and of course, there's Cat as well. Cat, yeah, Cat's another character we like. Um, oh, I forgot about Cat. Oh my goodness. She, she, you know, she's also important to the series, and you know, I'm not going to tell you any more because there's eight characters then, not just seven. I yeah, that's Kat. right. Sorry, Cat. And. Yeah, so she, so there, there, there will be some there's, love stuff. There's another one. There's, there's more than eight. Who else would we miss? There's the fixer. <laughs> I don't know him. Huh? Fiona, yeah, she, she, she's in, Fiona. she's in book, she's in Splice, and yeah, she appears in Splice, and then she appears in everything else, I think, as well. So does she's she? not a point of view character though so point of view characters are elliot arthur gunther and hal and millicent and one more stanley stanley yeah who's who won't yeah. who we won't tell you about you'll have to wait and read mm. book three <clears throat> ascension to find out about stanley so that's six point of view characters and then there's nell and cat and fiona who don't show up as points of view at least at the moment Yeah, so so that's that's it in terms of, um, in terms of this series. Um, but there will be another series, at least one more series, based in the same world, which continues the story. Right, and and you're going to keep the same sort of structure where you're having a bit of every genre sitting in there. Because you know, it it's really makes it really interesting to because you don't quite know where they're going to go next or what's going to happen. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I we we've got a very loose idea. Well, then the idea isn't loose. The idea is solid of what's going to happen in this next this next season, as it were. Mm. Um, yeah, I think <clears throat> season's the right thing to call it. Yeah, it's the next season. Yeah, because yeah, they're episodes. This but, series is season one. And it and it's quite big because it has a big story in Splice and Shadow War, like a pilot episode, almost. Yeah, and it's you know when all the books are out, it's it is. I mean, it is huge. It's the whole thing will be longer than Lord of the Rings by a good hundred thousand words. So it's a big. It is a big story. It's a very big, you know, twisty story, but then the next one after that will will ca will carry on, carry on the story because there's a lot more. There's a lot more to tell and a lot more to do. Well, that's that's very comforting because if you if you get to know and love a character, 
it's sad when there's no more about that character. You just you just want to keep reading to find out what they're going to do and what happens to them. So it's quite comforting to have a a big a big expansive series. And one so after Rowena, which, mm. which character did you like the best so far? Oh. No, you're gonna, you've you've asked you're, you're, you're definitely you're, you're definitely going to upset one of us. <laughs> you've asked us. Now we've got you on the spot. Oh, I think that's unfair. I'm a reader. I like. No, no, more. you're allowed to. I'm, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be upset at all. I'm only joking. I'm just, not going to. I'm not going to. Just be upset. understand that whichever character you like best will be dying in the next book. So. <laughs> well, I feel really sorry for Gunther, and yeah. I I actually think I like um, Millicent. Ooh, that's cool. Mm. And I worry a bit about Kat because I don't think she's got a big enough voice. So I think you need to, because she's actually the driver, Elliot's driver, and I think there should be more of Kat. There will, there will be more of Kat, I can tell you that. Oh, good. But why, why did you like Millicent? Well, well, she's a psychopath. <laughs> and who doesn't like psychopaths? <laughs> who doesn't like a psychopath, you know? <laughs> um, well, I think she's, because she, she, she doesn't have your usual reactions and she's um, quite careless with objects such as, you know, Bentleys and... Uh, <laughs> I, I, just, I just like her attitude as compared to everyone else i think that's that's just her personality that i'm i think i find interesting and i do like um oh i always call him donatello arthur, <laughs> arthur. arthur. i do like arthur yeah so i think that that'd be my two favorite characters i think well, Millicent comes into her own in, in Ascension in, in a huge way. Oh, good. Um, good. Yeah. I think she makes quite an entrance. Um, oh, good. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, that's, I think you've got, what, a month and a half left to, to wait to read that? Okay, less than cool. A month and a half I like now. it. Well, I, yep. I, I also like Millicent, Millicent, Millicent no, family. Her. <laughs> Her extended family. I thought that was really interesting, and I really liked that about the prequel about Wunderkind. So I saw more about where she came from. Mm. Yeah, we 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 harp back to Siege mm. Mm, mm -hmm. because it's it, it it's a really important point between her and Gunter. I think in, uh, you know what how, how Siege ended. Um, yes, and. I, I, it, it, I don't know, it's strange. It, it felt like Gunther had to have noticed the similarities of what were going on in Gundekin from what was what happened in uh, Siege. Mm. And it would be playing on his mind, I think. So, yeah, mm. we, uh, we, we, we made sure that that was there. And Andrew's completely silent. No, um, yeah, I know. It's not good on a not a podcast to be completely silent and say nothing <laughs> at all. I'm I'm actually deep in thought here about about all of this, which doesn't help anybody. Um, yeah, 
he hurt. I, I don't. I, it's hard because you don't want to give away no. spoilers for people. They should. They should discover it on their own. I think the relationship between her and Gunther is really. Uh, I don't know. I'm proud of. I'm proud of what we were able to put into Wonderkind, which I think builds off Siege, and I yes. feel like it's subtle enough that you understand more about both characters, particularly her and their relationship, but it's also not so heavy handed that it's slapping you in the face with it. I felt we did a, we did it justice. Um, and Millicent definitely has a huge role to play in the books that are coming. So you'll see her, uh, you'll see Kat, <clears throat> maybe I, it's interesting you said she needs a bigger voice. Mm. Um, and, and that may be something we need to look at for the books that are coming. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I think... think, I think I... Sorry, sorry, I was just going to say, she's, the thing is, she's, she's not a point-of-view character, so she's never going to have the same voice that the others have, really. Mm. Nevertheless, she's, she's significant, and and I would like to know more about you know who she is which which you know you you could show the reason i say that is because she is a driver and and yet of all the characters i think she's the most mysterious in terms of why she's that driver okay yeah no i get i get what you're saying i i mm. think it do definitely does become clearer um mm. through the books good um good and she she does i don't want to give any spoilers away but she does take on more of a role oh good for sure i guess the other reason i like i like millicent is because in these type of books most of the characters like jet not yours in particular but in general most of the characters are men or male and it's really nice to see a really punchy female doing stuff who isn't uh, a stereotype of anybody like she's just her own person and i i enjoy reading that because it's refreshing well i think it's the same with nell too mm. she she's again she's I mean, again can't go too far into it but she she's she's very punchy and very much her own person she's very definitely very punchy <laughs> Um, it's interesting again with, with Kat because I, I know what happens later on and it, it may it may not quite be what anyone expects but yeah she's she's very she's very important um, but she's also like that that person who everybody knows but they're, they're at the edge of a party and somehow everyone comes to rely on her a little bit um I, yeah I, I don't want to say anymore because i don't want to spoil what goes on but yeah she she's she is very important uh, very mm. important to more than one character so. i'm not surprised because she she does present that way which is why you know i i'm curious about her i mean there are other minor characters i'm not so curious about but because she she does seem to affect <gasps> so many you? people oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can only be curious about some, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yep. 
Yeah, mm. but that's one that you are curious about. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and you don't have to give her a voice. Like, she doesn't have to be a point of view character. You know, she can be explained quite happily, I think. And de- well, not explained, developed a bit more, maybe. I don't know. Just, just more of her would be good to put her in context. I think you'll be very happy with what's coming. Okay, so good. Too. Good, mm. good. You'll either be very yeah. happy or you'll hate us forever. One okay. of the two. I'll let you know in in the next not podcast. I'll say, what have you done to her? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you people? Why? <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> so one of the things mm-hmm. we've, been, we've been really worried about, because, you know, you write, you want to be authentic. You're, yes. Bring your authentic self to to the work, right? That, mm. Did that sound pretentious enough? No, that's okay. I was... I was I was aiming for something pretentious there. Um, what about the tone of the novels? Is it you know we've been a little bit worried. We're putting all this stuff out there into the wild, and you know it's got some naughty words in it. You know, um, some some stuff like that. Did you did you find that did anything like that seem over the top, or or did you find it was consistent? I mean, have we have we hit it? Are we getting the right tone in the books that you've read so far? You're asking me if I was offended by the naughty words, and and I've I've written other things about 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 wharfies. Yeah, that's right. I know I'm asking the wrong person. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, No, I I personally don't feel like it is. Yeah, I thought they were very tame, actually. That's because Andrew goes through and deletes all my swear words. <laughs> I, have, I sometimes I hide them so he can't see them. Like, he's not going to catch this one. It's like one in three. I'm just like, no, taking that one out. Well, that well, one there well, seems well. unnecessarily graphic. Yeah. Well, well, well. Given given the amount of um, you know blood that's <laughs> spilled, I, I think if you you swear words are quite reasonable. Yeah, not all of the characters happens. swear either. So they all have no. personalities, but some of them swear a lot, and it's part of their character. But that's their, their character. character. And their charm. That's their character. Yeah. Their yeah, charm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they they do end up more charming after I've deleted half of the dialogue. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't think you would read these books if you were not interested in... in um, action adventure and expletives i think expletives are a natural part of life and you know if someone's going to be shot at and go oh darn it just doesn't work does it? yeah that doesn't happen in our books <laughs> no i don't think we've ever yeah. used the word darn in this book <laughs> well you can, I'll, I'll let you use it next time you can have that one from me <laughs> so millicent can say oh darn We'll have a character that just says "gosh darn it," and then everyone just looks at them and <laughs> "gosh darn it," I have a hangnail. <laughs> you see, I did assume that's what Harold Hallelujah Jones would say because because of his name. I thought he would be, you know, really, really restrained verbally. He doesn't swear. No, no I know. He, I noticed that. He's he's mm. he's yeah. He's he's a, a product of his time. <laughs> 
you know. No cussing for hell. He's. Mm. I, I think he he would swear, but it, it would. It, it, he's such a hard man. It would take a lot to to, to bring him to that. <laughs> Yes. I think he would be ashamed of himself if he was caught cussing. That's what yes. I think. Right. For hell. Right. He would he's not a cusser. He he's a he's a gosh darn it man. Yes. Yes. So he could and easily that would say be gosh hilarious. Darn. Everyone would just look at him and raise an eyebrow and be like <laughs> what? See how how's too cool. I mean I, I I can point to that scene without spoiling it, but I can point to that scene in Wunderkind where um Hal and Gunther meet and Hal's all about maintaining, even if it's the illusion of control, maintaining the illusion of control until he's able to to do what he has to do. Um, that that's very that is that's that scene in Wunderkind with him and him and Gunther and Millicent is Hal to a T. That's how mm. that's how I see him. So, do you think he's? His personality changes when he's hell or when he's hallelujah? Um, no. I mean, he, he he's, he's um, got a huge amount of conflict through the entire series. Um, and, you know, I can, I, can, I can say this without spoiling anything because he's, he's jumping through time and his, mm. his his primary motivation isn't anything to do with the series. His primary motivation is for him to get back to 1950 so he can see his son again. Mm. That's his that's his absolute bottom line concern. Mm. Um, that's what he wants, and everything else is is secondary to that. And so, there are moments in his his parts in the novels where he is very vulnerable because that's on his mind. Um, you know, he he he's wondering what's go, what's going on in 1950 and what's happening to his son, even though he's in, you know, 2029 or whatever. It, it it's obviously it's 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 extremely worrying. So yeah, that's that's I think that's the other half of his personality is that outside and to anyone else to external threats, he is going to appear appear like the, the, the coolest, most in control guy you've ever met. But actually, because of all of this, he's he's got this big inner turmoil that he has to deal with. Mm. Do, do we do we um, eventually um, find out why he's being pulled around in time? That hasn't been decided yet. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> that is one of the big. That's one of the key mysteries of the whole series, right there. <clears throat> so the question is, I would say the answer to that is a is a sound maybe, but we, <laughs> but but I can tell you that we definitely explore it, and it is the the other than getting back to 1950 to see his son, it's the it's the thing that's stopping him from getting back to 1950. So Hal is all about trying to figure that out. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. It, it's oh, all the way, all the way through with Hal. He's he's wondering what it is that's pulling him through time, right? Um, mm. And trying to stop it, and trying to find mm. an answer, and trying to hold people accountable and understand it. So that that's mm. his main thing. Um, mm -hmm. So yes, it, it becomes a bigger part of the story. Because remember, you've only read little bits of Hal up till now. Yes, so that's true. Yes, it, there's yes. more of Hal to come. Okay, so Hal gets a big section. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you start good, to good. see that in Wonderkin. Yes. Yes, you do. Yes. Yeah. But there's there's so a more early on. Right. Right. And and then there'll be more of him. Yeah. Just in just in terms just in terms of the flow of the novels. Um, as far as the, the Hallie Lydia Jones track goes, because he's he's got the prologue in all the novels. Um, mm. Wunderkind actually happens to him after novel five. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fun, really interesting. The fun yes. of having a character flipping through time. Um, yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that that is very interesting though, because because I wondered about that. So if I skipped straight ahead to novel five. Would that be a good idea? No, you want to read the whole thing. But what would what probably would be a good idea is for you to read <laughs> book five and go back oh. and read Vondekind again. So, ah, okay, all right. Um, so that that would be that would be fairly interesting. Right. Ah, okay. But that implies you might think I'd forgotten Wonderkind. Well, just I think sometimes you might not. Well, you, you won't know about stuff. certain mm. things, yeah, until you get there, and then you'll realise, oh, God, that, that means that, this means this, you know, because it all ties mm. up. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so hanging on to Wunderkind is a good idea because then it's a reference point in the world. It it really is a reference point in the world. I mean, it's interesting because in its construction, um, it, it started off as... We're we're going to write another another freebie, uh, and it's going to be Elliot Goshawk's uh, prequel story. Mm. Um, so that's uh, and I did the first draft of it, and we worked on it, and we ran it through Ink, our our writing server on Discord, um, and then Andrew said, "Why don't we make it a full novel?" So so what we had. Was all of the what a fool that was total uh, fool. <laughs> all of the all of the Elliot and <laughs> Barleycorn chapters, um, and we we decided. I don't remember exactly why we decided. I think we decided based on the fact that we could use Gunther as a point of view character, and he'd never had point of view in in any of the stuff we've written in the series. So I think that was the reason we chose him, and I think Hal basically for the same reason, even though he had prologues, he hadn't had much. So we thought, how can we inject the two of them into this story? And so we ended up writing both of them around um, Elliot's, Elliot's central story, mm. which was great fun. It really was. It was, a, it was a different kind of challenge. Like a jigsaw puzzle. It was um, <laughs> trying to fit all of these other storylines around a central already pre-existing one without mm. really changing it was 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 good fun so what you really need to do is to tell people about you know i mean you're obviously telling people about wunderkind now but as the new books come out you might like to redirect them back to wunderkind as well because that way people can be uh, as i say if it's like a, an orientation point then that would be very helpful I mean, I've read a lot of series. You know, you read really big series that you know with multiple subplots that go off in different directions, and and you know we've seen lots of those in the past. And you can get totally lost because they don't have something like a a pivotal signpost book <laughs> like Wunderkind. I think it's a very clever idea. Well, that was the other other element. I think is that um, I mean, you could you you could leave Wunderkind 
and and read it after book five, and then you'll mm. be you'll be reading it from house house timeline, but also yeah, in the the order that we've written it, um, mm. because we wrote five and then we wrote this, um, mm. but the the point I was trying to get to a point I can't remember what it was now. Oh, well, that's right. So we 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 essentially do some really big reveals in Wunderkind. In terms of if you if you'd read the first five books. You would think, and I, I thought when we were writing it that we were given a lot of way, but actually, what it's doing, it's allowing the reader to experience dramatic irony through the rest of the series. So they're they're <laughs> yes. going to know things that the, the, the characters don't, and I know readers love that. I love that as a reader. If I'm if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm one step ahead of the the characters, uh, it's awesome. I love that. So, mm. so so you you do get a bit of you'll you'll get a bit of dramatic irony from reading that first. I think that's a very good idea. I mean, you could read it multiple times, uh, which, you know, basically if you bring out another book, you should redirect people back to it. So It will, it will be in, the, in the front, yeah. Six, it's going to be yeah. listed in the front of every novel in the order. So the order oh, that you good. should read it, yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. We have to do that reading order. <clears throat> yes. Mm. Mm. Yes, you do. Mm. Yep. And and maybe put a put a marker about who the who the main characters are in in those books. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's worth doing, but because because of the because you're an online um, online authors, you could easily just add that to your website so that people could see the order and or see the options within the order, almost like a you know pick a path. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the only the only one you can, you can really do, I guess, to pick a path is is read Wonderkind off the book five. But yeah, no, I like the idea of that, and we could have a list of the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, as a reader, I think that would be really interesting because you know it, it's um when when you when you have a really big series, you get totally invested in some people. And um, and you know you wait for them to turn up, and when they don't turn up, it's a bit annoying. There was ah, oh, there was some orphan. I'm trying to think of the the series where he left this character I was really interested in under a rock for like three books, and I kept reading, thinking, when's he going to get that character out from under the rock? And eventually, <laughs> he did. <laughs> like they were literally under a rock. They were literally under a rock. Yeah, a boulder fell on him. And. <laughs> Oh my god! And then the book ended. Thinking, oh darn! So then I, I, I bought the next one, and and it didn't have anything about him in, under the rock. <laughs> so it was so frustrating. So you know, um, you, you get invested at, as a reader, and and you can't really tell as a writer what's going to invest your reader either, which is why I think if you had some kind of um, path available on the website, you could say, oh okay, well you know. Hallelujah Jones is is under a rock, <laughs> but but look in book eight he's out. So let's <laughs> that's good. So don't panic. It's all okay. I won't panic. I can wait to book eight, <laughs> and Hallelujah <laughs> reappears. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a thought. Well, it's, it's something we'll definitely look at. I, I think the the thing with our series is after it hits book three, mm. then. There aren't there aren't really any any big changes in in terms of that. All the characters basically appear from that book onwards. 
Ah, okay. So you're not going to leave anybody under a rock. That's good. No, we're not leaving anybody under a rock. Yeah, good. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remind you. you know, if Millicent ends up underwater or something. <laughs> For a very long time, like several mm. weeks. Yeah. Yes. Where is she? <laughs> How Holding is she her breathing? breath. Yeah. <laughs> that could work quite well. Now we do need to write up a reading order for for these. I think that will that will really help people, and especially because you need to know. You know, we've been offering uh, fire and sand, siege, and now wonderkin to people, mm. Mm. Um, and we're not really telling anyone the order of them. They just kind of exist. Mm, yes, exactly. Yes. But we could to, yes. to put all that in one place and say, look, here's a chronological order. Yes. Yes. And it also allows people to to um to choose the next one in the series rather than trying to work it out. You know, because you know, some some series some um novelists write series with numbers on them, you know, like one, two, three, four, and you can work out where you're up to or A, B, C, D. But yeah. uh, your yours is not as easy to discern as that. And we, we do we do have the numbers on the front covers. Um, I don't ah, think we okay. have that on Wunderkind. Not for mm. the prequels, yeah. No. So from Weiss mm. onwards, they're all numbered. Yeah. Ah, okay. So okay. you know those. But Fire and Sand, Siege and Wunderkind are not numbered. Hmm. So, so you, Wunderkind, you Wunderkind could be naught. Siege could be minus one, and yeah, yeah, Fire and Sand good could idea. be minus minus two. That's mm. basically it, the order. Yeah, mm. Mm. moving into the negative numbers is a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as long as people are their ratings, we gave, <laughs> yes. we gave this book minus two <laughs> because that was its number. <laughs> yes. No, none of your books would get minus two. They're all pretty good. Oh, thanks, Marina. No, I'm enjoying Thank them. You. I think they're great. Don't they're great? They're really easy to read, you know, and they 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 drag they drag me along. So I'm happy to go with the pace as well, you know. And no, I think they're they're very enjoyable. And also, because they're just so um, <clears throat> um, not serious. It's really nice to be able to read a not serious, traumatizing book um, in, 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 in these traumatizing times. You know, it's it's great. Because, well, what we you know, what we want is not serious, but also to have real emotional arcs for the characters. So you actually have some. So there's a good reason to read it. It's not just non-serious yes. fluff. That's what we were hoping for. Like proper emotional development of the characters and a payoff, but in a fun kind of comic book story. And yes. So, and well, so you'll, you'll, want to, you'll want to, you know, see the characters again and see what they're up to. That's the thing. Yes. But at the same time, it's, it's not, um, you know, morally conflicting or, or um, agonisingly. I mean, it's, it's dramatic and it's suspenseful, but it's also not so serious that you can't you you know you can leave your you can, you can leave all the the trials and tribulations of covid and 
and you know um, economic disasters all behind and just <laughs> immerse yourself in a world of you know being dragged through time and someone turning into a turtle I mean it's all pretty good really <laughs> that's great I'm, I think that's a brilliant description and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you enjoy it Marina I really am and everyone else out there who's enjoying it thank you we love I'm going to have that as a full quote on the next book the story of someone being pulled through time and being turned into a turtle. That's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely opposite. <laughs> well, we, we've been we've been recording this episode for an hour and twelve minutes. So, congratulations for anyone who's still with us at this point. Um, we're, we're probably just talking to ourselves by now. It's a good uh, chat. I've I've enjoyed it. Yeah, I've really yeah, enjoyed it. Too. Is. Yeah, I've learned a lot too. It's good. Well, let's end by just thanking people, I think, because I am blown away. I'm, I'm, and everyone says this, and it always sounds a bit cliche, but honestly, I'm gobsmacked at, at the response to Wonderkind. People seem to be really liking it. It's, it's just the support has been amazing. So um, that's huge thanks to everybody who, out there who's buying it and reading it. Um, I, I can't believe that you are, but I'm really, really grateful that you are, and it's amazing. So, thank you. Keep doing that. That's one thing I wanted to say. Well, I'll, I'll echo that as well. It is fantastic. We are overwhelmed by the response it's got. I mean, we, we both hoped it would, um, but I don't think we could. Every every time we we try to anticipate a figure, given with everything we're doing, so whether it's the amount of people who are you know, opening our newsletter, all the amount of people who are downloading something or buying something. Every time we talk to each other and go, oh, it'll be X, X, we, we, we always go under. I'm not kidding. We, the, the numbers for Wunderkind have absolutely been astonishing. Mm. So thank you. Yep. We're going to, we're going to have to do more, put it out there. I can't wait. I can't wait to write Super Time Tokyo Zombie Party. <laughs> we started I can't it. wait to read it. <laughs> we did. We've, we've, got, we've got a chapter each written of that. Yeah, we started writing it, and it's so, I'm so ready to go back in and finish that. It's, it's on our list of many, many things. <laughs> that was going to be fun. That is going to be so fun. All right, well, shall we wrap it up then? I think we should. So thank you for listening to us, uh, those who are still here after an hour and 14 minutes. Thank um, you for joining Rowena too. Oh, yes, really thank appreciate you, Rowena. It. And we'll, we'll have you back for probably every one of these. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Happy to chat. <laughs> yeah, and so I've been ZZ Adams. And, and I've been Andrew and also ZZ Adams. <laughs> And I haven't been ZZ Adams, I've been Rowena Harding-Smith. Well, that's a good thing to be. You can't all be ZZ Adams. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, thank right. you everyone. Catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.